Overpowered Podcast, a video game podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. This is episode 20. I am Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today, we have Casey Cool. Hey! Sean Poole. Hello. Sean, what are you playing right now? Uh, mostly just ARK. I got like, like, I know I always like, I'm like, ARK? But yeah, yeah I, I, it's, it was casual, but then this last week, my my weekend is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I've just been like going ham and taming all the dinos and all the stuff, but... You've been running our epic D&D campaign as well. Yes, that's the new big thing. What, we've been three, four weeks now of doing that? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, D&D's been going pretty well. You were there last night. Yeah, yeah. And you guys you guys got your rewards for fighting off some talking wolves. Yep, I leveled up. You showed up at the end, though, because you were on vacation, yeah. so you showed up like right for the rewards. Like, hey, guys, I'm here. You're like the lame Pokemon that comes in at the end just to get some XP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you just pulled us full on Snorlax, <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't yeah. know how I feel about yeah, that. that. Just throw yeah, them out there. I uh, no, I wanted to get my pet. Sean knows that's what I've been waiting for by my ranger. Yeah, he was so disappointed because Casey was assuming they would level up after every like mission or quest, basically. So they did their yeah. second one, and Casey's like, "So we're level three, right?" And I'm like, "No, I never said you were gonna be level three because level three is when he get you pick like your subclass, and he was all ready to be a beastmaster." I'm like no, you gotta do and one more. The, the real question is, there was some we we failed our mission too. <laughs> like that's the big underlying. Yeah, thing. they killed the quest giver. <laughs> yeah, we did that. It was all it was a mess. So if we had succeeded, <laughs> I'm curious if we would have gotten the level. I think Sean was punishing us for being Maybe. idiots. Maybe. See, the bit. truth comes out. That's hard. D and D is so fluid. You know, when your quest giver picks up a bone, like a magical bone that could have made her into like a necromancer, and then your rogue goes and stabs her yeah. in the back. No, the whole thing was the whole setup for that was so they pick up the stone, and I ask Sean, I go, "Can I shoot the stone?" He goes, "Yeah," and I get a d twenty on it, and I hit it, and he's like, "Oh, it does a lot of damage." He like hinted at it, and it's on the ground. It flew across the room, yeah. And our rogue was like, "Oh, I'm gonna skip my turn and not do anything and not touch it." You're so salty about that. I've tilted hard about it. I've been giving them a lot of hard time about it now in our chat. I'm like, oh, maybe you could just skip a turn. Welcome to playing with others. It's funny. Our friends are like, well, this and this. And Sean, Sean's in messages and gifts like, let them fight. (laughs) (laughs) Let them argue. He's he's puppet mastering it in the back. He felt bad the next day. He was tired and... You know, his character was afraid of a potential necromancer halfling lady, and uh, he stabbed her in the back, and now you didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we made up for it. That's karma. Person. Yeah, that's why the taco wolves came in. The, ta- the taco wolves, yes. They're delicious. But yeah, so so a lot of my free time when I'm not playing like Ark and stuff has been, I have like a whole big spreadsheet of like all the NPCs they've met, future NPCs that I've thought of, and you know, all their temperaments and their voices just to keep track of it. So if they come back or stuff like that. So as a DM, it's a lot of prep and like writing down like your ideas kind of like as you're, so like when I'm out working or whatever, like I'll think of stuff. I'm like, okay, I got to write that. I got to keep that. Remember when I get back home to put that in the spreadsheet. Yes. It's a, it's a lot of work and on taking, but you have such a huge backlog too. I think I'd love for you to like, come on next week and say here's my 10 games i'm gonna go through and like no time frame but these are the next 10 i'm gonna power down and beat number one your mom Sick <laughs> it's a really hard game from what i've heard 
It's a really hard game. Got you, got you. That's true. That's Except for all that has is an easy mode. No, don't piggyback on his joke. Don't try to jump in. That's the tickler. Took you a little, took you a little minute for that to sink in for you, Casey. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many games did you beat this month, Shelby? Why don't we get down to the nitty gritty? I mean, that's kind of a personal question, don't you think? <laughs> no, I think it is. We're going to personally attack my mother. I want to personally attack your gaming potential here. Wow. Well, I, I beat Red Dead, so that yeah. was a feat in itself. Um, cool. What did you beat? Um, well, we know I beat Fractured Butthole. Okay. And then I also beat Last of Us. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, that's right. And you said it was a pretty I heavy did. game. did. Yeah. I mean, last time we spoke, I I hadn't finished it yet. Um, turns out that game was made in 2013, and it feels like a game that was made in 2013. Uh, did it? Yeah. Last of Us? Yeah. Last of Us re- Remastered. Oh, the first one. The first yeah, one. yeah. Not the second one. So just like a little clunky in spots. But the way they capture uh, fear and you just having to react in the moment was pretty... Uh, pretty well done like i did not expect a horror game and it was yeah. a full-on horror game and it, i remember like i need to play something nice my like i'm my <laughs> like his like my, my head right now is not in a good place like i'm <laughs> this game takes you down a dark road feel like there were some difficulty spikes out of nowhere that i didn't see coming um so that was like okay i but overall it was good so that was the second game i beat do you have a number two Casey? yeah i beat into the breach and that's a game that i would play a lot because it just fun to play and what's great about it is because there's no overarching story you're just doing a little like tactical grid battle against aliens via starship trooper bug aliens you're like okay i'm just gonna do like one round and one round turns into five okay i'm gonna do five rounds one more turn one more turn the thing about it is it does take focus like if you start thinking about other stuff you your, your character die and your character die forever you know there's permadeath or you have to basically go back in time and do the time travel thing what was your uh, favorite team i like just first off i kept one of my pilots from like the beginning i just didn't let him go when i first beat it his name's abe dude you gotta let go of that whoopee no, once in a abe, while man abe, abe ichikawa is a bad <laughs> mamma jamma and he was in the traditional mech that they give you at the beginning of the fighting mech with the punches but then i gave it um the ability to throw the pacific rim yeah the pacific rim type robot and i gave it the ability to throw so i would start throwing things in the water to kill it or like a hole um then i liked like the third units where you i told you the simple tank that when you shoot them and it pushes something back was great my whole strategy just came about pushing things and sitting on top of stuff Mm -hmm. and using the environments to beat it and then the standard uh the turret and the other team where you could get the passive ability of having an electrical cloud behind you and then making the spread shot go out. But then on the tank, I also did the one where you could send in a airstrike from anybody and it would knock four directions. So that was the big thing for me. I'd like to play it on hard, but I'm scared. <laughs> Everyone will die. Everyone will die. It'll be... Did, did you beat that, that fourth mm-hmm. island? The underground? Yeah. yeah, I beat the game. I beat the game. And mm-hmm. that was actually the... the I, I had to redo it twice. So every time I got to it, I'd always like, I'm just going to restart so my first attempt, because like I said, I wasn't focused, I lost a character under some stupid circumstances, and I was like, well, going back in time, like I just, you know, left that timeline in mid-final mid fight and went back to it, and I tried a different team, and I was like, I do not like this team. So, because uh, that's the thing, too. Like, you kept pushing me, like, well, try different things. And I'm like, well, I kind of like what's working. That's what I kept going back to, because I started getting the rhythm of, oh, I do this in this continent or this country. I do this in this country. 
the ice con- the ice country sucks. I hate that place. Ice levels always yeah. suck. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. But that was that. Shelby, did you beat a third game? I did beat a third game. Oh, what'd you beat? I beat Infamous Second Son. Oh, yeah, you've been working on that for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got halfway through it. I just finished it off. That game does some really interesting things. Third one in the series. Um, I have not played the first two. So this is my first um, time playing through one of these games. And I liked it a lot. Um, Took me a while to kind of get in the rhythm of it, it felt like. And they did some interesting things at the end that I didn't see coming that were pretty bold, in my opinion. Um, You know, the game's pretty old. so But basically, you you end up picking up different powers throughout the game. And in the last battle with the final boss, they actually introduce the last power in the game. And it's a whole different tech tree that you reveal in that final boss, boss battle. So it's pretty interesting how they build that last scene in that game. I thought it was really is well done. Is there like a new game plus or something that you can like go back and use those powers and stuff or that tech tree? There's, well, you know, I think part of the reason they put it in the back end is because they were out of tricks. You know what I mean? So like they give you this last power and it's like, oh, this is the power we've been trying to get through the whole game. And then you get it and you're like, this isn't as cool as the other ones <laughs> I've had. But it's just enough to allow you to like make your way around the map and clean up the collectibles. Mm which is nice. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. It was pretty impressive the way that they allowed it to um, breathe on that last boss. You know, you don't see that in any other games. Like, here's the, the big bad, and we're going to give you a whole other tech tree to work on. Yeah. I was, I was pretty surprised. Well, I also beat a third game. Stop. I did. No way. I beat Undertale. Undertale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, that is a game that has a huge, huge fan base. And it actually is related to the fourth game I beat that we're going to talk about, too. Oh, ho, ho, um, ho, ho. Yeah. yeah. Undertale started as a <laughs> Halloween mod for Earthbound. Right? When we had Sirium on, the guy who had the speedrun record talked about Earthbound, and we talked about Undertale with that. Spoiler. And that game, Toby Fox is the main creator of that game. And what he did on his own, like, you look at it and you see the pixel art, and you're like, oh, okay. One, the music, the chiptune music that he did, he gotten jobs now with uh, Pokemon. He did a song for Pokemon. He's very his Megalovania, Megalovania is a slapper. Good. I, I drop that in our Discord a lot when they're listening to music. I'll put in Megalovania, and our one friend Chad was like, "Oh, what is this song? It's pretty good." Like I was like, "I know, right?" Um, and that game, the detail it does to how it's played. If you're not familiar with Undertale, what it does is you are a kid. And you are dropped into this underworld of monsters. And no, I'm a man. Kid, it's a androgynous <laughs> kid. It could be boy or girl. And you interact with these monsters, and you have the choice to like. So level stands for like uh, it's it's or love stands for like level of uh, enemies. It was it basically all these things that you experience is. Um, but you can play you can play through as either pacifist. There's three. Or neutral. There's three, yeah. Or what's the uh, other one? Aggressive or violent, I think, or whatever it's called. Genocide. <laughs> Genocide, yeah, where you kill everyone. So X, XP, EXP, which is experience points usually, in that game is representing execution points. Meaning, did you kill these monsters? If you kill the monsters, if you fight them and you don't try to hurt, like, you can have the choice to level up. You can treat it like a traditional RPG. It's kind of boring. But the thing that's really interesting is when you get attacked, uh, you have this little red heart in a square. And then what your job is to do is to dodge attacks based off the rhythm of the game, based off certain color patterns. It kind of makes me think of those old, like, airplane shooter games, Gladius, where you could shoot things, you know, and you had to dodge the incoming. Yeah, because it's like a mini game 
kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? For depend on the enemy type, right? And so, in some of them, you have to. So I went with the pacifist run because I wanted to do the nice guy run too, and it's harder. You there's a thing where you can go and get this armor. If you get this item called dog residue, a dog basically drools in your hand, and it gives you infinite dog residue, and you can sell it to someone and get this really overpowered armor. So when something hits you, it's only one HP. But you have to sit and keep hitting the dog residue over and over and over and over because you only get two gold so for it. So you looked up a guide for Yeah, this. you had I'm to guessing. have looked up a guide. Yeah, <laughs> you guessing. definitely looked up a guide for sure. <laughs> Quickest way to beat Undertale. Uh-huh. I, I figured it out on my goes. own. Don't worry about it. I had a student tell me this because this is the first thing the student told me. He's like, oh, you need uh, to name your character Frisk because that's the character's real name. Is your student named Nintendo Power? Yeah, is your student's name www.walkthrough.com? No, his name's Ronan, and Ronan, what he did to me was like, yeah, name your character Frisk. And I was like, oh, okay. What he was doing to me was the biggest troll of all time. So Frisk is the demo mode. You can't beat it. So I spent like seven hours <laughs> trying to beat it, and I'm like, I can't get past this game. I thought this was like, well, how do people do that? And then this other girl in the class goes, yeah, that's the demo, Mr. Cool. I was like, that's awesome. what? <laughs> I was so livid. And then he told me about the Temi armor. He would tell me <laughs> stuff all the great. time, and I would like half listen after that point, but I took that in heart. The detail and thought that game goes into based off the three paths, you can play it. And if you would say play the neutral route, which like I think Sean played it on stream the first time. Yeah, I was killing When me. you go to the end game, the boss will say, you can't, if you don't just start, you have to delete everything to get a true pacifist run, meaning you can't have your save file. You have to delete and start over to get a pacifist file. And if the game, if you try to just start a new file without deleting it, like a second file, when you go do the pacifist mode and you go to the end of it, the game remembers and goes, no, 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 you you killed us in the past. So you have to go and delete the actual save file. So there's a lot of detail to that. It's a really well thought out game. It's fairly quick. Uh, I, I'm kind of attempted to do the ant uh the genocide run because it you get to fight the really hard bosses and it's something i will definitely go back to it was a good game and then i finally beat earthbound that was the other one that's a game that's i've wanted to beat since 1996 and uh, nice. yeah 24 years in the making how long did that take that took me 39 hours so i've been playing i've been chipping away so what i would do is when i put my son to bed because the Super Nintendo the, uh, these menus are the Gotta get them strats. <laughs> these are the strats. Yeah, these are the strats. I would play after I put him to bed for like 30 minutes at a time, 40 minutes at a time. Earthbound's a great game. I can see why people love it. It has a big cult following as well. That's how Undertale was made, like I said earlier. It is a game that I'm glad that I finally beat. I kind of want to play the other Earthbound that never made it to Mother 3. That everyone, like, if you go to, there's one of my favorite WWF posters. During, like, uh, I think it was one of the big events, someone had a poster that said, Localize Mother 3. Like, that was one of the fan posters in there. Uh, that game has a lot of historical importance, too, to Nintendo and Iowata and what it did for... Uh, but it, it, It's so interesting because it breaks the, like, fourth wall all the time. And it's different than any RPG I've ever played. And it's just really fun. There's some really weird nuances, like I talked about before... There's this one part where they're like, what's the password? And you have to sit still for 10 minutes. So you just have to put the controller down for 10 minutes and walk away. And I remember getting to that point in like middle school and not knowing what to do. (laughs) And I never got past it. And so finally I was like, oh, you just stand there for 10 minutes. Like you do something else. And finally goes, all right, you're in. And they let you in. Like it, it's such an interesting game and unique. And if you want to play like an old classic JRPG, is is it clunky? I imagine a, 20 30 year old game 
Yeah. So like with Final Fantasy three has going for it or like Chrono Trigger, you which I love, you can see like the characters fighting, right? You can see the motion, you can mm-hmm. do that. This is like more like our old school Dragon Quest where it's just text. Oh gotcha. Right? You see the enemy and that. So the writing t- is funny at times. It's not gonna like blow your socks off. But if you don't know how to read, it's not gonna oh, Right, which like I'm not sure with you three. So <laughs> I get every other word. <laughs> yeah, I get every other yeah. word. <laughs> Um, the, the rest is context clues for me. The rest is context clues. <laughs> I am for a lot. That was my fourth. Shelby, do you have a fourth game? I do not have a fourth game. No. Ooh. No. No. Uh, the comeback kid lives. Hey, hey, there we go. So so we got it going now. Now we actually have a little bit of a competition going on, it looks like. Oh, it was always a competition. I have six games left, and you have... How many games left? What 532. Well, that's actually part of the conversation because last time we talked, we talked about maybe Divinity Original Sin moving off of this list. Yeah, but then you have to get something else. You keep threatening. Right. Yeah, exactly. So are you willing to, you want to move forward with that? Do I get, so to, pick, let, do I get to pick what replaces it? Well, Because you know what the punishment is this month, right? Uh, this month? Yeah, what Twitter yeah, said. Yeah, to, to, to make a fancy a fancy shake? No, a mystery shake. A fancy shake. Oh, yeah, shake. yeah. Was that my suggestion? It was your suggestion. That was a good one. Yeah, all edible products, correct? Sure. They're yeah. edible. They're edible. Non-poisonous. Non-poisonous. was the... Great. I can't yeah. kill you. I can just make you not fun. Yeah, you're just going to go and Google Mr. Uckface and then, like, just pick the... <laughs> what? You know what like I'm talking the, about. when we were a kid with, the, the, like, the yuck, the yuck face thing <laughs> and stuff. That guy. Okay. Yeah, and you're going to take all the products that go with it. Okay, so if you want... If you're thinking about moving Divinity Original Sin off, um, I'm looking for a PlayStation game, and I think Pyre might be one that I want to play. Well, I'm only willing to move Divinity off because Matt and I have been trying to get our other friend to get on it because Matt is interested in Divinity. I've been trying to sell that to him and another buddy of ours to get it for the Switch, too. So, yeah, I'm willing to do that. Pyre? Mm, I don't know. I don't know about Pyre. (laughs) Isn't it like basketball? Give me me some choices. Uh, Pyre? Uh, I want to play Control on Xbox, but Control would be one that I could add back. I'm looking for a PlayStation exclusive that's on my list here. What about Spider-Man? Have you played Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man is fabulous. Not Killzone. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) not Killzone. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I have... Ooh, I know. What about Bloodborne? That would take him a while. Definitely not Bloodborne. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, oh, well, man. We'll, we'll, yeah, I beat Bloodborne. We'll, it's an exclusive. It's Sean beat it. It's easier than Dark Souls. You don't even own a PlayStation. How does that work? Uh, someone loaned me theirs just so I could beat Bloodborne. <laughs> How about Ratchet and Clank remastered? Mm, that's a maybe. weren't you thinking about Sekiro? I was. I was. Oh. oh, oh. But that game scares me because I might just bang my head against it for like a million hours. So if you want to get out of the mystery shake, I'll let you out of the mystery shake if you do Sekiro. Sekiro is around or 28 hours for main storyline. But having never played it, main plus extra is like 42 and a half. So it'll take about 50. What? What's, what's Pyre, Dude, Sean? This is, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm about to say this. What if I, what if I add in Death Stranding? Pyre is between 11 and So, 15. wait, you're saying you would add Death Stranding as a choice or as an additional game? No, no, no. To replace Divinity. I, 
have you start? You've never played Death Stranding. You haven't started it. No, I don't. I don't even own it. I would have to buy it. I would be okay with Death Stranding. Oh my gosh, this is such a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Death Stranding is longer than both of the other ones. Exactly. Then no, forget that. <laughs> it says forty hours for main story. No, no, no. Fifty-eight for main and extra. <laughs> Sekiro or uh, Sekiro or Death Stranding would be my pick for you. Oh my gosh. Okay, then. I really don't want to play Death Stranding, but it's on a whole bunch of game in the year lists. I'm going to take Sekiro. I'm going to take Sekiro. <laughs> like how I don't really want, Okay, there you go. Yeah, Death You don't have to do the mystery shake now. D- okay, all right. Dude, I'll be nice. I'm like adding hours to this. I've already put in 40 hours in Divinity. I mean, this is a bad move for you me. You could do Ghost of Tsushima as PlayStation. Yeah, you could. It's not really a backlog. But no, it's... I'm taking Sekiro. It's happening. Boom. Okay. Done. <laughs> Now, dude, you're and he doesn't have to do the shake. He does not have to do the shake, <laughs> dude. The ju- judge dread is not happy with this decision. I'm just saying. Wait, show me. You only have five games left. Uh, I mean, shoot, yeah, you do. But you have six left. So you're... of the games you have to beat next, though, I still get to choose that, and that's not the game I'm going to choose for you to True. play next. In terms of Sekiro. Sekiro's uh, placing the list, but the game you're going to have to beat next. So as part of losing last month, you get to pick his. I get to okay. pick his game, right? right. I, want you, I want you to beat The Messenger. The Messenger. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Is that that puzzle game? I can rock The Messenger. Kind of puzzle. It is, uh, it's kind of like a Ninja Gaiden, is my understanding. Oh, yeah. never yeah. mind. Uh, that's, I, it's a I've kind of been playing Metroid Outer Gaiden. Wilds a little bit, too. Um, so I'll put that one on the back burner. Sean, you really like the Outer Wilds, right? I do. Yeah. That's the one that's a lot like uh, Fallout. It's made by Obsidian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's their like middle finger kind of to Bethesda being like, we can make a better uh, Fallout than you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It took me a while to get into it, though. I'm going to be real. Yeah. It kind of took me, it was a slow burn for me. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's fun once you get like people kind of specialized and you know, you got your like squad basically figured out and the characters are kind of fun. Yeah. And the dialogue trees are fabulous, too. So... Now that we've done that, I think it's time to move into the news. Into the news. News. So the biggest news is Shake the Internet this week and an announcement. So a game that had people turned off for a little while, the new Square Enix Avengers game, has been getting a lot of hype. And Sony came out and saying that in the Avengers game, and this Avengers game is basically... In my understanding, it's going to be like Destiny with superheroes. Uh, that Spider-Man will be an exclusive character to the play. Boom! Yeah, that was the news, right? Like, we've known about the game yep. and stuff, but the news was that Spider-Man's coming! Oh, but it's only for PlayStation. And people are like, the... What? <laughs> yeah, why are they mad? I don't... I don't. You, ch- you choose what you choose. Because it's exclusive. Yeah. Exclusives are evil agreed no they're not yes they are they're they're horrible so do you remember soul caliber no n- none of this none of this do you remember soul caliber it's the 21st do you century remember? it's play games you anywhere remember? come on this is dumb <laughs> i remember dumb. i remember dude why can't something be exclusive also sony owns all the rights to spider-man this is true. so they can do whatever they want you know and I think if they're smart, they'll make an exclusive for the Xbox. And if they somehow make this work on the Switch, 
they give you. See, like, Casey always like random. Casey always is holding out for the Switch. <laughs> put it on the. They can put yeah. it on the Switch. Explosives oh. are great. Please put it on the Switch too. This is stupid. Like for them to lock down an exclusive character is not cool. Like if you want to throw on some DLC that's Spider-Man focused and he takes you on missions, cool. Yeah. I'm game for that. But to take an entire character out of the game when you only have five characters to pick from, that like, we know what the first DLC character is going to be. They announced that last week too. Hawkeye. So, Hawkeye. so Hawkeye will be everywhere, but Spider-Man will be. And I like Hawkeye, but I feel like most people yeah. aren't Hawkeye fans. So, Can Hawkeye be Ronan? Is that a spoiler? That'd be cool. Dude, Hawkeye, they, they need to expand the Ronan storyline in the MCU. Just saying. Sign my petition, guys. Aren't they worth making one? Well, I mean, oh, they, they dipped into I it know. in the last Avengers movie. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, this isn't cool. <laughs> this isn't cool. Like, if you're going to lock up some DLC content, don't make it an entire character. I mean, you basically have five characters you can run through this game, and now they're locking one down. Like, come on. let's. It's a play anywhere situation. There's going to be more, though. Yeah, you have a PlayStation 4. That's what you have. <laughs> and Shelby, I believe you have a PlayStation 4, so you don't have any room to complain. Like, oh, I'm just going to play it on this console. People that chose a system, you still get the game, right? Like, it's your choice. And Completely disagree. I mean, the, the experience should be universal across so all Casey, platforms. I, I, let me pose a question to you here. Okay. Say okay. your kid loves Spider-Man, but okay. all you have is the Switch and the switch version of this are you and your kids like i i daddy i really want to play i need to play spider-man give it i need the spider-man and he won't shut up about it I'm, and then i mean this isn't much of a hypothetical is it no, no. <laughs> and then okay. so do you want to have talking to buy, are you talking about friday are you, you talking about my friday night a whole other console just to play this one game? no i don't and i would tell my child oh well you play with the other superheroes. Daddy, Captain America is pretty that cool. For the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Good. It's guess what? Life's full of disappointments, child. <laughs> That's what I would tell them. Yeah, and you know what? Like Sony. Screw you, Dad. I'm gonna go. You know, be cool without you. I guess. Never. I'm not blown away about how Sony is pimping out Spider-Man to be so advantageous to got. Sony. Like it really is. Like, you know, them causing that big in hubbub movies, with the Emma with the MCU and all that stuff a couple of months back where they're like going to pull their toy out of the toy box because they can't get enough money and all that stuff. It's like, come on, guys. And it feels like this is another move in that direction. Mm, yeah, it's a business move for sure, but that's the game. Like I, I, exclusives have never are not something new. And I, it goes back to me to the crybaby culture of, I didn't get the thing that everyone else got. Oh, I want a trophy too. Oh, Dude, I want a participation ribbon. I feel no. like I feel like from somebody that's like, well, hopefully they bring it to Switch. I feel like if the shoe was on the other <laughs> foot, you would be banging a whole different drum here. No, to some I'm like, oh, I hope they bring it. Like, I, I'm, I'm sad I get to miss out, but that's life. People Casey, didn't accept it. What if they put... What if they started putting Pokemon only on the Xbox? Then I will burn things down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exclusives are great or okay until it's something you actually want or care about. Well, that, Pokemon already is an exclusive. I picked that camp as exclusive to Nintendo. It's not like Spider-Man was exclusive to Xbox and then they're like, oh, we're making it exclusive to Sony. And I've also played this game with, I remember when Final Fantasy was exclusive to Nintendo and then they went to PlayStation. So, like... yeah. It's the game, baby. They've been doing this for years. So, so here, here's my problem with this move. 
I'm okay with Spider-Man being a PlayStation exclusive, uh-huh. the game. When they start pulling off one of the f- main components of the game to make it an exclusive, it feels like now you're forced to buy a new console or play a watered-down version somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's what I have issue with. If it was a DLC pack and, like, here's 20 new missions that's Spider-Man exclusive, okay, I'm not happy about it, but I can live with it. For them to rip out an entire character that is an integral piece of the Avengers team feels like an unfair move mm-hmm. to the game. I get that. Isn't it only isn't it going to be for the new consoles though? Isn't it is it going to be on PS4 and Xbox One? I would I think it is. I I, I think it's for this gen okay. and next gen. I was on the assumption that it's just for next gen. I think yeah, it sucks, but oh well. It's like the world we live in. You know what else sucks? COVID. You know what else sucks? Not having sports. It's just like... You know what I am okay with, though? And they kind of mentioned this a little bit in the article. Is timed exclusives. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like one-year deals or whatever, where it's like, you know, it's going to be on here for the first year. And then after that. Because then, then it just comes down to being patient and not being like, I don't, I don't need True. it now. You know, like I've done that with Red Dead or not Red Dead with um, GTA 5. Because I was like, I'm not going to get an Xbox just to play GTA 5. I'm not going to get an Xbox. Everyone's like, it's the greatest game ever. And I waited for it to come out on PC, and then I played it, and I enjoyed what it. What if? Yeah. But I waited. And I and I feel the same way about timed exclusives. Like, you know what? It'll come eventually. Whatever. I guess it's it's my... And they're saying, I from what they're saying is they reached out to Square Enix, but Square Enix didn't really... It does, Yeah, they say it doesn't appear to be a timed exclusive. When Kotaku is where I'm reading off of, they reached out to Square Enix, the publisher for comment about the rest of the deal. They were directed to the blog post, which didn't answer any of our questions. (laughs) Which, like, in all fairness, like, that's normally the game that they play with timed exclusive. Is it exclusive? And they say nothing because they're under contract to not say anything. So could it come out? Definitely. Spider-Man being a Sony property, I'm guessing it's it's never going to come. And you know what they might do? Oh, guess what? Wolverine is an Xbox exclusive. There you go. They finally get an X-Men going. Like, that that could definitely work out. There could be all sorts of things there. But, but, but I think it goes back to the base problem. Like, okay, let's say we build a Wolverine, right? The The way that they're integrating these characters is they are, bound, they are balancing and counterbalancing the game and the team makeups to make those new characters work. So they're putting in all of this effort to make it a well-rounded game with different play styles, and now you're ripping one of those characters out? Like I just don't well, I don't I agree with it. I don't agree with it. If it's an MMO type game like Destiny, it's just classes. So if Wolverine is a DPS class and Spider Man's a DPS class, it's just like, oh, he's better for this or this. And if it's cross console play, no one's really gonna complain because you could still have Spider Man on your team. I doubt it, because usually PlayStation doesn't like playing with with the other ones. They are pricks about that. Yeah, it's yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, almost like a paywall for characters. Like, they put out, like, almost reminds me of, like, League of Legends or stuff, when they put out a new character. And the new character is always slightly overpowered mm-hmm. and broken. Or every fighting and game while ever. You could, yeah. you could only get it by, like, paying real money, you know? And and then, like, a week or two later, once they've kind of fixed it and patched it, then you can buy it with, like, the in-game currency or things like that. It's kind. It kind of reminds me of that yeah. little vein of it, of kind of like shelby was saying we're like if that character is good or like whatever and this is i think it's more of an issue in multiplayer games whereas this from what i understand is like i mean like competitive games we're in like in like a co-op or single player games it's not 
as much of a big deal because it's not going to like break things. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the exclusives, right? You're talking to a guy that bought a PlayStation just to play the exclusives. Like, and I love the content that they put out. No. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like the only reason I own a PS4 is to get those con- exclusive God of War, Last of Us, you know, all those games that fit into that category. Spider-Man. Yeah, that was like the game I picked up right when I got it. Right. So, I mean, like, I understand that's how the game is played. I don't like this half step. I don't like this half in half out. Like if you're going to go all the way, make it a full on exclusive. Don't don't sector off some of the different pieces of it in such a significant way. Well, and speaking of significant moves too, and moving on in news, uh, Xbox has been making some interesting moves or changes to its Game Pass. True story. So on Tuesday, they announced that the Game Pass subscription service will support what they're calling Project X Cloud, and basically what this is is this is online streaming um, setup for gaming. So what you'll basically be able to do is stream directly to a device of your choice and play your games remotely via an Xbox download client from what we can tell. Is it like Stadia, like Google Stadia style, like they have the servers or is it like from your console to a mobile device? That's what I was thinking. Ooh, I don't know the answer to that. Can't Sony do that? I thought Sony like has... Sony used to do something like that with the Vita. The Vita could like mobile, you could mobile play games on the, the PS Vita for a long time, I remember. And I think the NVIDIA Shield or whatever can do that too, right. where it would stream from your computer. NVIDIA Shield with a console. Yeah. I just love this because it's like Google tried to do something and fell flat on their face, and Microsoft's like, just hold my beer. Let me show you how it's done. Yeah. Kate. It's... And they're going to do it right, and people are going to be happy about it. And I think this would maybe. Google, the Google Stadia won't last much longer after this goes live. Yeah, it's like they Google kind of like got the hype for the potential of the technology, but like couldn't deliver on it. So whoever can deliver on it and make it a good service first kind of will lap all that up. And what Xbox or Microsoft has going for it is that they have that built-in ecosystem. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they have a lot of people that are already bought into their ecosystem and now they're adding this on. Whereas Stadia is like, hey, we're going to build this entire game system from nothing. And the problem that they had in terms of Stadia was content, right? All they had was re-releases of games that had come over Later come too. out over yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. So like it, it just didn't make sense to go in and pay $60 for a title and then have it be a whole new game ecosystem. Right. Speaking of exclusives, this says Android smartphone owners. Uh, take that, <gasps> iOS. Son of a... No. Cut, cl- clutch your pearls, Casey. <laughs> clutch your pearls. But it'll be on the Switch, though. Now right? I'm going to get a PS5 if I get another system. That's what they've done. Check out our Twitter next week when Casey goes viral when he lights all of his <laughs> Apple products on fire. Uh-uh. I'll just I'm now Good. I'm definitely that iMac. double down on the Sony camp. Sony and Nintendo only. I will enjoy my Spider-Man, my Shelby cries over it. Going all ooya all the time. Do you know that they're bringing Spider-Man to the Switch? No, they're not. You're right, they're <laughs> I not. Know. Um so that concludes <laughs> and I never <laughs> will. They're not bringing it to Xbox. They might. Could you imagine if Sony and Nintendo merged somehow? Oh my god. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> that that would be great. <laughs> so I think this month we're probably going to see PlayStation's price, and then Xbox's price will come too. And I think I, I don't know. Xbox is making a really strong showing for this next gen so far. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing that's not in this news or not in our news um, this week is the big Xbox 
I mean, what did they call it? The Xbox hour-long stream that occurred last Thursday where they revealed a whole bunch of their games and there was 10 minutes of Halo. Oh, yeah, that was last week. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and people yeah. were hyped up for that. Yeah, and then they announced Fable at the end. Like, that didn't really blow my socks off, personally. And it wasn't a new Fable, right? It's a remake of the original Fable? It, there's no details. I it, It's a new Fable. Right. It, it is a new Fable. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I'm confident okay. that it is. Um, but there's not there's not any information for it. I mean, it was basically just a right. CGI trailer and not the much content. The worst kind of tease. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if Xbox was holding something back in terms of a little bit more content because it just didn't feel like an E3 stage showcase compared to PlayStation's um, big E3-type show from a month ago. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, maybe that's just wishful thinking. Speaking of wishful thinking, G4 is coming back. Sean worked at G4. Sean got his chops. G4 TV. In 2021, right? That's when it's coming back? Yes, that's what... They posted a tweet where from the long-dead G4 Twitter account where it just said um we never stopped playing and then it shows like pong like some pong things yeah. going back and forth and i even replied i'm like as someone who was there when you did stop playing uh <laughs> good luck yeah you but yeah it took everyone like because i'm still fr- i'm fr- i worked there for three years i interned the year before that um i was a producer i was a pa on the show and then i was you're a pa on attack producer. of the show with on attack of the yeah. show not on g4 yeah. tv um g4 was the network attack of the show was one of the sub shows on there for anyone that doesn't know what it is g4 tv we usually like refer to it as like the brother network of like e like e was more for like you know e entertainment was more for like like female viewers more so and g4 was like gaming and nerd culture and geek culture and all you know it was around for quite a long time and it was a very unique network because there was another show on the network called X-Play that a lot of gamers know of, and that had Adam Sessler and Morgan... Um, Webb. Morgan Webb. Morgan Webb, yes. Morgan, mm-hmm. and they were on there talking about games. So X-Play focused on all gaming. Yeah, they reviewed gaming games, news, yeah. Gaming. It, was, it was a pre-Twitch and pre-YouTube you know, like YouTube well, type. You know, when you couldn't really get gaming news... Other than magazines and websites, you couldn't get it on like TV and, or visual. And GameSpot used to have a sh- stuff on there. Game and then GameSpot TV happened. So GameSpot yes. used to have a lot of. That's where they got their game content. And then GameSpot was like, "Oh, why are we giving you guys our free content when we could be using this for our own website?" But it was always troubled. Management didn't know how to sell it. I think, and it was like again before Twitch and a lot of gaming like really kind of blew up. Like they had esports stuff. They had. Like some of our biggest shows on there were cops reruns. Like cops and cheaters yeah. were all over it. Cheaters, cheaters that's cheaters right. And cops. Um, American Ninja Warrior actually started on G four, and then got stolen. Not stolen, but like they ripped it from there and put it on NBC. So what happened while I was working there? Comcast. It was always a Comcast network, and then Comcast bought NBC Universal, and they merged, and NBC kind of like took some stuff out of whatever networks they wanted to and put them on like primetime tv on nbc which you know was smart of them to do but they basically picked and chose what they kind of wanted they they had a show called code monkey like 16-bit graphics it was made with like 8-bit 16-bit art 
And it was supposed it, to be about funny. a company in like the eighties that was a video game company, and it, it it got really wild. It's funny. It is really funny um, if you can find code monkeys out there. I love cheaters too. Cheaters was great. My favorite is the one where the host gets stabbed, and he's like, "Oh, I've been stabbed!" And they're all like, "Oh no!" Like that one. That was like, oh. but you people might know like G Four TV is like where Kevin Pereira yes. was from. Olivia Munn. Yes. And Olivia Munn got her start there. Uh, Sarah Jean Underwood, the Playboy Playmate, worked there for a while. I I absolutely loved this. I used to come home every yeah. day and watch this after school. Like, this was my jam for years. And, in fact, like, Kevin Pereira, I really enjoyed him as a personality. Like, I followed his podcast yeah, for a good. while. I mean, what does G4 look like? Yeah. You know, In like, 2020, right. Right, yeah. That That's my biggest question. You know, Cops was the majority of their content. You know, Campus PD, Cheaters. It was the most viewed right. content, not necessarily the most passionate. You know, there was no cult following for, for G4 Cops, like Cops in yeah, general. Which, by yes. the way, Cops is no longer right. a thing, which I just I yeah. just found out recently. Yeah. It ended up going away in 2014, I believe, was when it finally wrapped. And I wasn't there for, like, the last year of it i had moved on to machinima and stuff by then as did most people that worked at that network were working at machinima and stuff by then but um but yeah the olivia had left by then kevin i i left after Mm -hmm. kevin left is what it was so kevin finally left and and they had replaced olivia and it just when kevin left it was just he was the last kind of like fun like soul of the show and it was just like okay attack the show's dead and by then x play was only airing like three new episodes a week instead of five and it was just they ended up killing the network and turned it into esquire tv or esquire network but i think like like g4 is born out of a time where like you have nowhere else to get that kind of content it had like one or two shows that were good you know like there was no other channel that you could turn on that would speak to the gamer and like that was why I enjoyed that channel so much. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're talking tech. Oh, they're talking like now. If I wanted a tech review, I just throw it into YouTube. I just get on a Twitch channel. So I'm really yeah. confused on what this market actually looks like. Like if they were to come out and say, "Hey, we're bringing back Attack yep. of a Show," yep. Attack of the Show, yep. that makes sense to me. Sure, do a half an hour every day or every week, call it good. But G4 is an entire channel. What the heck does that look like? And is it is it on an actual channel anymore? Well, and that's the thing. So they're not clear with it. And most of the people I like, again, I'm still friends with and follow a lot of people I worked there with, like including Kevin and Olivia and people. And none of them. Well, Blair Herter, too, was a big deal, right? A part of it. Because he's, he's, they brought him on. They're bringing him on for yeah, the new one. Yeah, he came in like, I think he's one of the like, executive producers or whatever behind it. He's like one of the new yeah. driving forces. They posted this thing of like, we never stopped playing, but no other information. They ended up doing like an AMA on Reddit, but they still didn't really answer any questions. There were just a lot of coy like dodges, basically. Um, like Blair Herder is a great person, and I've heard one or two other names on there. I saw Kevin Pereira had no idea that this was happening. Like he was surprised. Like yeah. most of the people that I that were like driving forces behind the network, like Adam Sessler and stuff, weren't involved. In this new iteration. Yeah, for Kevin Pereira not to know, that really makes me feel <laughs> yeah. like maybe they're not... It was... I don't know. He seemed like he was kind of the backbone yeah, and essence of great. that show for many years. I think they're trying to reset. And they're trying to bring back something. And if they do it, it's going to have to be an app. But then they have to compete with IGN. They have to compete with GameSpot. They have to compete with Polygon. They have to compete with Giant Bomb. There's definitely potential Uh, for mm -hmm. them. It just will be interesting to see what format and where they're going to put it. 
Like, I think if they keep yeah. it short or sweet or, like, you know, maybe do live streaming stuff and things, the key will be having good hosts. Because if their hosts aren't relatable or aren't, like... Not there you know, for the right reasons. Like genuine kind of gamers or stuff like that, which is what most of the other, like, IGN or the other ones, they all have really good hosts because, like, for the most... They've kind of weeded out anyone who's, like, you know, not... Here's the move. They do it all through Fortnite. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Like they're just in Fortnite and like like Machinima style. Yep, like Red versus Blue. Yeah, they just like every show. They're their Fortnite characters, and it's boom done, and it turns into Ready Player Excited One. Excited to see what that becomes. But that wraps the news in terms of today. That's our big three. Let's move on to listener emails slash random questions. I think it's just random question today, right? Random questions, questions, questions. Are you ready? What song is your go-to? in karaoke well i have to sing meatloaf in like the next month when we do our live stream so that <laughs> can you give us a little so taste have you been practicing yeah Is that what it looks like? I, have a, I am horrible oh, yeah. i am horrible with lyrics like i cannot remember a song there because like, i can remember a lot of things my memory really good and my but wife I won't do that do that yeah that's <laughs> no i will lose a song i i cannot i so i'm i have to practice that a lot my wife is floored by it because she can't remember anything but she knows every freaking song lyric ever heard so i'll butcher a song she's like that is not how it goes i'm like it does in my head like i always make up my own but if i had a go-to karaoke song what's the one like the um i said real high and i say uh oh what's going yeah. on and i say hey yeah what's going on there you go yeah chapman yeah yeah so i'm actually just coming off just of a karaoke weekend <laughs> Like a whole weekend. It was me and somebody else. No, it was like one night. But it was basically a group of like five of us, according to the CDC guidelines currently. Just five. And um, every time it was just me and this other lady passing the microphone back and forth. No. Oh, you got the you got the vid. Dude, have you have you ever karaoke done a mask? It's real cool. Is it? Yeah. Like a ninja? Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. Yeah. I nailed it. It was very cool. I did a backflip. So what What did you sing? Ooh, I was all over the board. I tried to line up some uh, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> that was oh. very difficult. That did not work out in my <laughs> favor. Dude, no. No, I tried That's to sing Secondhand News and ended up like hurting my voice. I'm like, oh, I'll never do that again. That's cool. Um, I definitely uh, tried to belt out some Hallelujah, um, oh. that um, oh. country song. Can I get a hallelujah? No, not the, by... not the more sad hallelujah from Leonard. No, no, no. Not not classical hallelujah. It's the Musgraves song. Mm. Something Musgraves is her name. So that that was a jam. And basically, Garth Brooks was a pretty popular choice, <laughs> but I feel like that's too easy. Oh, Friends you know in I mean? Low Places. Yeah, uh-huh. you go for that when everyone's super hammered. And you go, thank you, good night, and you walk out again. Yeah, and then the Ring of, is it Ring of Fire? From uh, Johnny Cash. That's Johnny Cash, yeah. Mm, yeah, the Garth Brooks song about fire is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> what did he rip off Johnny Cash? Ring of Fire to Johnny Cash? Maybe. Yeah, burning ring of fire. I'm down, down, down. Standing outside the fire. Oh, it's not even burning yeah. ring of fire. Um, my no. my songs usually don't yeah. stop believing. Foreigner, I like going with the '80s classics. Although Blink-182 is usually uh, fun to do, go. too, because a lot of people know like Blink-182 songs. But yeah, Don't Stop Believing is my <laughs> usual go-to. I actually sang Don't Stop Believing when I quit uh, G4 TV. <laughs> and we were, at the, we were at the bar. One of my last mic uh, drops before I left was uh, Eminem's Without Me. Without Me. 
Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I got, I got three. Boomers. All the boomers were like, what the heck? Why would you choose that song? And then I proceeded to know every word. And they're like, oh, I, I see. I feel like that's a boomer song almost at this point. Like, that was what, like 20 years ago? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We, uh, my three, one that's really fun to do is Chop Suey by System of a Down. Oh, yeah. Because you can just mumble and just hit the, wake up! You just hit the parts and then the people are like, yeah. And then Sweet Caroline. People love that. Two very different. Yes. And then the other one I like to sing, it makes me think of Wazoo, Washington University at Valhalla. Is the fight song? No, Eddie Money. Eddie Money, take me home tonight. Oh yeah, let's go. Take me home tonight. I don't wanna let you go till you see the right. See, you just wanna pick a song other people will sing too. If you don't wanna belt it out, that that's the key. Don't sing sad hallelujah. Or you sing boys to men if you're trying to set the mood with the ladies. That's another good uh, one. Yeah, and by the way, if like you have a significant other in the room, just sing your wedding song in karaoke. It's a good move. It's a good uh-huh. move, gents. Well, thank you so much for being with us here tonight. If you would like more of our content, please check us out on Twitter at underpoweredpod, Instagram at under.powered. You can check out our website at underpoweredmedia.com or shoot us an email over at emails at underpoweredmedia.com. Check us out on Discord where we're talking everything games all the time. Feel free to check us out next week. Like and subscribe, and we will see you later. Play your games.